You're now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Sound of Sanity. My name is Nathan Alberson. I am your H&OH, your humble and obedient host. And I am joined by two of my very good friends. First of all, there's Benjamin J. Solzer right there. Here I am. Hi, Ben. Hi, Nathan. Are you excited about some sound of sanity? I am. Very. Now, Ben, one thing that's exciting is when I allow you to introduce the third person on our show. It is very exciting. And you give this person the introduction that they deserve. I do. Every time. Without fail. Without fail. What am I doing? Oh, it's Jake. It's Pastor Jake. He is the pastor who's a master of sanity. Thanks. You're welcome. That's me. Now say hi to him and engage him in some small talk or uh, something. Make people feel like we're again? right. Yeah, hum- uh, human. actually, friends. Yeah. Did you wear your coat today? It was chilly, wasn't it? Look at that. Abort! Weather. Abort! <laughs> <laughs> ben, all right. Let me let me show you how it's done. All right. Uh, okay. This is what you do. Yeah. Jake, did you wear your coat? <laughs> um. I, I wore a jacket. Great! I'm glad to hear it. So, let's talk about the <laughs> episode. <laughs> let's talk about the episode today. I feel so loved and invested in and cared for. Yes, we are Good, friends Jake. in real life, right, fellas? That's right. Yes, fellow podcasters, we are. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Well, and speaking of which, this, is, this, this episode is kind of going to be an episode that talks a little bit more about us. This episode will be a little... Meta, as the kids no longer like to say, but mm-hmm. did like to say about 10 years ago. This episode is going to be a little metatextual. We're going to talk about how Sand of Sanity works, what we're trying to accomplish with it, some of the problems that we run into yeah. when we do Sound of Sanity. We thought that this would be helpful to sort of lay it out because we made a mistake not too long ago and we wanted to address it. And we thought it would be worth doing an episode to actually address something stupid that we did. In the process, give you guys a little bit more of a peek behind the curtain of how this stuff works and how certain decisions get made. Precisely. We just thought it would be helpful and help your appreciation of the show. And we'll be able to talk about some things like just rhetoric and why we do the sort of stuff we do. So, And why we make the mistakes that we make. Right. And why we make the mistakes, why we appreciate your patience with the mistakes that we will make in the future. So the best way to get into this is to start with something of an apology, a mea culpa, talk about the mistake that I mentioned a few seconds ago that we made. This was on an episode called Unsafe Kids Read Bad Book. Yes. Unsafe Kid Reads Bad Book, something like that. Yeah. And this was an episode, this is when you guys want to remind the listener of what the episode was about. My 11-year-old son came home from school with a copy of a book from his very conservative private Christian school with a copy of a book called Divergent. My wife had the presence of mind to do just a little bit of looking around, enough to find out that there was like a rape scene and some other stuff in it that you just really don't want your 11-year-old boy reading about. Mm -hmm. And that maybe shouldn't really be populating the library at your local conservative private Christian school. And we use that as an opportunity to talk about how things slip by us all the time and you really can't keep your kids safe or perfectly safe. You know, you can't 
be the perfect arbiter of everything that goes in. You have to raise kids who are discerning, who are Yeah, the goal wise, is to raise kids who are discerning. Who can deal yeah. with this stuff themselves. The yeah, goal. and you want to protect them how you can, but you also, you just need to understand that you you can't protect them perfectly, and your goal in raising them is not to protect them, but to equip them right. to deal with the world. And so we made that point, and that's a good point. We stand by that point. But some things happened involving a little segment called the Devil's Advocacy segment. I guess that's what it's called. When the Devil's Advocacy Alarm went off. Ben, you want to explain the Devil's Advocacy mm, Alarm? Just I, in case? I, I do, Nathan. That's when an alarm goes off. A literal alarm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we respond by suddenly deciding to argue against whoever was making a good point. Try to get them to lose the argument. Right. I mean... So the basic thing about a devil, our devil's advocate segment is it's safe to say there are basically two different kinds of devils that right. we bring to the table. One devil represents just a nasty, sneering, smirking world that hates us and makes us feel stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. Another devil is just the sincere objections of well-meaning Christians who are trying to sort this stuff out. And it's not always easy to decide which devil to bring out. If people have really haven't listened to the show, one of us usually personifies that character yep. and will argue mm-hmm. the opposite of what the person is saying. And so sometimes it's really obvious, like the places where we feel the tension are the places where the world just sneers at this. So let's bring out somebody. Let's, let's one of us this, just be a sneering mm, right. jerk who's trying to like, unfairly press us into a corner. Yep. Let's bring that guy out because we all have to deal with that guy one way or another. Yep. And let's examine how we might answer his charges, how we, how we might defeat him, how we can get to the heart of the issue. Yeah. The other guy is not sneering and not trying to back us into a corner. He's somebody who's basically of maybe of good conscience, but who is either sincerely confused or coming from a really different place, but uh, represents the sincere questions of maybe some of our listeners. And you can see how, Mm. given any different topic, you might want to bring one or the other devil's advocates to play. There's also sometimes some overlap or some question of which one that's right there's we're usually actually an, fighting an edge. yeah it's it's a question so sometimes those two devil's advocates get meshed together and confused right which is actually not a good thing it's a mistake yeah it's something that we're trying to avoid and be more conscientious about avoiding like we we're not going to necessarily announce this every time but you should basically be able to tell from the tone and tenor of what we're doing and from the kinds of arguments we're making oh this is a devil that's speaking in good faith. It's right. a weird sentence, but you, but know, yeah. you know what I mean? The, or this is a devil that is just a destroyer, just an attacker, yep. just someone who wants to tear the thing to pieces. Specifically in this episode, we made a mistake because we brought the sneering guy out. I brought the sneering guy out. Maybe Ben did a little mm, bit. I think I, we were both I, playing the I can't the remember. Devil. I probably did. So I don't really remember I think I did, either. So. But we brought the sneering guy out to represent a point of view that actually someone of good conscience could hold. Yeah. So we tried to argue, actually, Jake, you should be very diligent to protect your kids. We need to not try and split the difference and think we can just let filth into our homes. And mm-hmm. da, 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 da. that is an argument that is a good one, right? That, re- that represents the tensions that lots of our listeners actually experience. Right. But I led the charge foolishly in playing it as 
someone who's just a jerk. Someone who is the sinful, nasty version of that. Someone who just wants to run roughshod over any sort of arguments for any kind of discernment or sense in what Jake's saying. And that wasn't a good representation of how an actual person with a conflicted conscience or feeling the tension of this would act. And then I got, I just got exasperated with that kind of devil. Stop treating the arguments as sincere arguments mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. basically said, shut up. You don't have any faith. I don't know. I haven't gone back and listened to yeah, it, no, actually, but, I, but I know that's about what I did. Jake basically got mad. I, mean, I just got mad. I just got mad. I got mad at that character, that characterization or at Nathan and Ben for mm-hmm. embodying, embodying it. it. Mm-hmm. I sussed out the smirk and the sneer and I just decided I'd had enough and went after it hard. And when I did that, what I did was I ran over any number of listeners, however sincere or insincere, who had those objections or were represented by that devil, even if the devil's advocate in the moment wasn't playing as sincerely as they they are. We made the a lot of people of good conscience into a nasty caricature. And then Jake pummeled that nasty caricature in such a way that people of good conscience (laughs) felt pummeled. And so we got some pushback on that episode. We agree with the pushback. We were wrong. Like we... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just shouldn't have approached it that way. And something that maybe people need to understand is our devil's advocacy segments, they happen really in the moment. And we often, we may have talked a little bit about the kinds of arguments we want to address, but we don't often talk about the how we want to address. And so it just kind of happens spontaneously and in the moment. Each of us bring the different pressures that we feel in addressing these sorts of questions. So one of the things that we've just been talking through and realizing is, hey, there's a place for that devil's advocate, but we need to be very careful about knowing when and where and how to pull that guy out. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's complicated because even the topic that we're talking about where we should have had a more wise and considered and good faith devil, so to speak, there are still the people who are of bad faith about this subject, the people who just want to choose a legalistic system, proudly, Mm -hmm. sneeringly stick to it and think that that's their, I mean, they're called Pharisees, right? That's right. And so there's a place for portraying that, but we weren't able to parse it in the episode in a way. Uh, That did justice to the arguments, that did justice to our listeners. Right. Because it's not just nasty Pharisee types that believe this sort of thing or that feel the tension and the pressure yeah. of this sort of thing. But it, it was all three of us getting sucked down a particular rabbit trail and following it to a bad conclusion. And so yep. we're sorry. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry. Sorry. I am sorry. Now, I do want to talk a little bit more about us and why we do what we do and kind of draw some general principles, help people understand the show and understand what we're doing and what they stand to gain from it, Lord willing. But first of all, is there anything else that we want to say to clean up that particular issue? The Divergent Bad Kids Reads Unsafe book. I mean, we don't, we haven't listened to the episode since it came out. Yeah, we don't actually go back and listen to ourselves. (laughs) Right. I do sometimes. When we're done. Except for Ben. Yep. Right. Except um, for ben. My wife does, so I will often get notes and stuff like that. Thought, but, yeah, feedback, but it's been yeah. a while since Likewise. any of that even. I think maybe not specifically related to that episode. I think that it's very easy to just spout off answers. Right. This is what you should think. 
that a lot of podcasts are this is what you should think right we've never wanted to be we've that. never wanted to be that uh, we've wanted to be a this is how you should think we, we want to help you live by faith and live in in the tension of being in this world but not of it that's a difficult place to live in and we're going to make mistakes as we as we do that sort of thing and it's it's hard i've been in any number of situations not just with this podcast but with other podcasts say you take a man like uh, tim bailey and you put him in the room and you represent an audience potential audience objection to him oftentimes even tim will have a hard time parsing who he's actually responding to. Yeah, we've actually, we've Hmm. thrown away whole podcasts or whole episodes because, oh, we just missed the mark there. We responded. I mean, this is the kind of thing that we are aware of when we do try and catch. Yeah. We don't, I guess, always catch it. But, you know, we have have thrown away things because it's just like, oh, you know what? We had the wrong person in mind, actually. We were mad at something. Usually it'd be because we're angry at a certain kind of sin or problem or point of view. But then inevitably in our addressing of it, we make these sweeping generalizations that just end up catching, you know, the collateral, too much collateral damage. Yeah. And it's tricky. I mean, there's a couple of things at play there. A, we're never going to not speak declaratively because that's biblical and that's the good way to speak truth. In other words, we're not going to, if we spend an hour every time hedging everything. There's a time to look the sneering scoffing christian or person in the face and just say no shut up wrong no you're wrong and you just need to be quiet and you need to repent and you need to believe god and i'm not going to engage you on your terms and i'm not going to perpetuate this stupid argument anymore it's a waste of everyone's time you're not sincere and so forget it there's a time to do that in real life with real people yeah and there's a time in doing in so doing saying to say yeah we could hedge this we could uh, qualify this, but you don't actually want to qualify it. You just want to rebel against it. And so we're yeah. not even going to give you the qualifiers. Yeah. On the other hand, if you were a different person or if you were sincere, we would. We would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But until you're willing to swallow the basic the, point the, here, until you're willing mm-hmm. to take to take the medicine, we're not going to sweeten it with any sugar. So here's a extreme example. You're talking to a, a pro-abortion person, and then I want to bring up all the exceptions about rape, all the different things that can happen. And I never want to go down any of those paths with anyone. It's just like, no. You, you know, wanna, you, 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 what if a woman's in a hospital and it's, she'll die? It's her, the baby. Like, you, you know what? Until we've established the principle that babies shouldn't be killed, until we've established the principle that life is made in God's image then I'm not really interested in haggling over the exceptions because and neither are you, as actually. Yep. You just want to avoid the main point, yep. which is that we have blood on our hands as Americans with, who participate in this wicked practice. So there's an example of, of what we're talking about if, mm-hmm. if people are interested. But then you get to something like child rearing and protecting your children from evil influences and it's like there's a lot more there's a whole lot of gray space in how you approach these sorts of things Mm -hmm. a whole lot of ways that people of good conscience can differ right and there's ways that we need to rhetorically make space for that i guess the only thing that maybe i want to say though is now that we've done our mea culpa Mm -hmm. if you were offended by that in a particular or special kind of way. Mm-hmm. 
maybe just consider that it was also not just because we were wrong, which we were. Right. But maybe eh, it was also a little close to home. Maybe mm-hmm. it also, maybe the, maybe the misguided arrow still found its mark just right. a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> the other thing I'll add about that is you have to remember we are in a, doing a certain kind of format of a show and, well, okay, so here's the thing. This show is not just sermonizing. This show is, I guess you'd call it infotainment, right? And there's a attainment part of that. And you should be aware that that's what we're doing. It's a lot of theatrics. And so yeah. I, not one, of the, one me, of the reasons, yeah, not for Ben. Ben's just a truth teller, <laughs> just a prophet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's no honor. Um, that's that's, that's, that's how right. right. dishonored he is. That's definitely right. So look, one of the reasons that I tend towards the sneering devil is because I am the keeper of making sure that this show is interesting. And one easy way to make the show interesting is to generate some conflict, some drama. drama. I remember coming out of the episode, I was a little uptight Mm -hmm. about the fact that I had gotten to the point where I'd actually gotten angry. Right. And Nathan was like, it's going to be great. Yeah, everybody will get to see you angry. It's, <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It'll like, you know, hey, we drew a little bit of blood. Hey, isn't that nice? Like, that's interesting <laughs> podcasting and helpful podcasting. Right, and there's other things to consider that shouldn't, obviously, that, that point of view shouldn't always override <laughs> all other common sense <laughs> or wisdom. <laughs> but that is something that has to be taken into account and something that we certainly are taking into account. I always assume that people know that, and I'm glad that we're just saying it now because I think you do have to understand. It's not that I want to take the sting out of the moral points that we make. I think that, but you should understand we're having fun and there is a theatrical side to this. And you should, you should just put that in your thinking about this show. Like it's helpful to know that's what we're doing. Yeah. The thing that you need to remember, even as you engage. Okay. So we take a, you know, when it comes to arguing about God and about faith, we take it very seriously. Absolutely. And we want you to take it seriously too. And we want to represent a faithful Christian way of looking at the world. There are lots of ways in, that we are willing on this show to engage in theatrics in order to achieve that. Some of that's just the skits, which are there to illustrate points that we're making, also to give people breathing space just to laugh and think about what we've been talking about Mm -hmm. and to open the doors and let some air in and out of the room and just keep the show fun and interesting and entertaining. But there are a lot of times on this podcast or on other podcasts where uh, we do the same thing with arguments of aesthetics, whether it comes to movies or books or or something like that. Like, hey, you know, we got to have something interesting to say. Mm-hmm. We're going to lean into the fact that there are some issues here with C.S. Lewis because otherwise we're just going to end up saying that yeah, we can't just do a 15-minute podcast about how great Narnia is. We That's not interesting. It's not helpful. It's not insightful. That's who, right. who cares? And it's not fun. Who cares about that? It's not fun for anyone. It's not exci- It doesn't challenge anyone or anything. And so we do, in fact often take harder lines or appear to take harder lines Mm -hmm. on our shows than we would actually take with you in a in a conversation that's part of the show Mm -hmm. that's part of what's fun about it that's part of you know sometimes we get to argue when we do that we get to argue ourselves into some really helpful places Mm -hmm. not to 
pat ourselves too much in the back or put us in the lineage of great Western civilization, but it's an old, old, ancient rhetorical trick, right? You, you read the, you know, the Summa by Thomas Aquinas. He's going to say, here's my point of view. Now here is an argument against that point of view. Now here's another argument against that point of yeah. view. Now here's the answer to that yeah, they're argument. S- they're, they're structured with a premise or th- point. Mm-hmm. Objection, 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 answer, answer, answer. Right. Right? And it's like, you know, you're playing out all the extremes. And it's a, the argument is being had right there in front of you. That's how theology used to be done. And especially when, when like us, you're dealing with issues where there is a lot of gray space. To actually define a point, it helps to define it often in opposition to something. It's not going to be as easy for us to make our point clearly if we're not able to say it's not this, it's not this, it's not that. Yeah, actually, it's d- definitely not that. That's what makes argument and conflict helpful. And that's why we don't want you to come to anything that we're talking about, whether we're talking about a Disney princess movie or Star Wars, some article at the Gospel Coalition, or the subject of protecting your children or getting married. What we do want you to do is be willing to have your assumptions challenged and held up to to God's standard. And sometimes we're going to be holding things up to our own standard and feel free to reject us and tell us that we're stupid. But the goal is to challenge you to hold everything up to God's standard and to question the assumptions that you make about things. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that that is the goal. And often, I mean, in our best episodes anyway, when we go through that process, we think about things we hadn't thought about before. I mean, even though we, we talk about this stuff and talk about the broad points of argument ahead of time and have some idea where things are going, but we don't always know. Things occur to us as we go. And Yeah, I mean, we've gotten in some pretty nasty arguments ourselves behind the scenes, just trying to even articulate or uh, one of the ones that I remember is one of our first Sanity Mach 2 episodes was called The Stronger Sex. And man, I, me and Jake must have gone for like two days worth of just arguing about what does the Bible actually call us to in terms of physical fitness, in terms of what we do with yeah, our bodies. How are we going to try to parse this? How are we going to try and parse this? Any direction we choose is going to oppress somebody in a way that's just bad. Can we even do this? And there's been a number of times where we've had topics where it's just like, oh, I guess we don't have anything to say or yeah, we don't know the answer. Maybe mm-hmm. throw it away. or Throw it yep. away. It wasn't worth Yep investigating or maybe we'll come back around to that one when it's had a little more time to percolate Mm -hmm. i want to talk a little bit more about the sketches though you alluded to this a little bit yeah jake but i want to talk because this show is let's face it i've started i've started calling this show npr meets snl which i as you love to say which jake loves to say that i love to say because he knows how (laughs) how much cringe i feel (laughs) when i say that because you are the one that came up with that. I am the one, but I am, and, a, and so it must be that you like to say it. I hate. I don't. Them. I don't get things over on you very much. So just let me have this. Okay? Yeah, you can have it. All right. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I love things that are super mainstream. And if That's the I, one if, thing I know about, if, yes, if, all does. our listeners also know about. This. Yeah. If everybody, if everybody loves something, then I generally love it. Hey, it, did you, Nathan? Did you hear about that new? Uh, Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse. It was like the greatest thing. Yeah, I agree with everyone. (laughs) Because when everyone has an opinion, I like to have the same opinion. 
as everyone else. And and if there's one thing that I like to be compared to, it's the most bland, well-known sketch, sketch show, show and in the history. most and the most bland, <laughs> well-known <laughs> news network news network talk radio thing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want anyone to compare us to like a cool avant-garde alternative comedy show or compare us to a cool avant-garde alternative podcast or radio. I like to be compared to bland, horrible things. Yep. All right. Point made. So, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, it is kind of a handy little, you know, Breaking Bad is Mr. Chips meets Scarface kind of thing to express what our show is. It is half sketch show and half talk show, basically. Let's talk about why we do include the sketches, because I think that is something that people wonder about. There's a certain kind of person that just loves the sketches, literally subscribes to our Patreon so they can go back and just listen to the sketches. Which is available right now at patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity, by the way. For a minimum amount of what, five bucks? I think so, yeah. Five bucks a month. It's a bargain. Access to all the sketches. All the sketches. You just go and listen to them right now and laugh and enjoy them and whatever else. I would recommend parsing it out, though. You don't actually want to listen to like nine hemanologians yeah, sketches in a row. Rough. It's a little rough. Although, if you do, you can uh, <laughs> you can find us sitting down to do nine of them in a row, and our voices getting Ooh, perpetually yeah. more ragged. And I, I, how many of our faithful listeners have listened through all the hemanologian adventures that we put up there as a bonus? Oh wow, yeah, thousands. You know? I forgot about that. Yeah. Behind the paywall, there's uh, the hemanologians go to Japan. Yeah, they go to the jungle, they go to the ocean, the, they go to the beach. The Big Idiot Losers Society. That's is right. Arc. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, DJ stolen pipe arc. There's oh wow. There's a lot of good stuff. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> and then there's a the, there's a there's a handful of people out there that are like, well, why do you even do that? I don't understand. They get in the way. I'd love to recommend this show, but you have these stupid sketches in here. And... Why do you even do that? They get in the way. Is would this be a yeah. good way to portray the devil's advocacy? I, th- I think so. Yeah, <laughs> that's stupid. I only like boring things. <laughs> am I am I doing justice to these people? Yeah. yeah. Do they feel good right de- now? They probably feel really great right now and feel really good about loving us and supporting all our. You know, I, I, Nathan, I think that it's more like, you know, Neil Postman amusing ourselves to death. Right? Isn't that the one? <laughs> and it's like. Why are you guys mixing your argumentation with, oh, now stop thinking about whatever we were arguing about and think about something silly. Wait, so I was doing the sneering devil who doesn't belong, in case people didn't get the meta point I was making, the sneering devil, bad devil for bad this. Bad devil. Because <laughs> these are people of good conscience who mean well and uh, yeah. believe many of the same things that we do and et cetera, et cetera. And what was your devil, Ben? I, I don't know. It's, I, you know, it was, uh, I'm not being the devil, Nathan. I'm just bringing up other people's points, devil. Okay, so here's why we do what we do. There are a handful of reasons. One, the sketches actually usually tie in and are making a parody point that we have been making all along mm. or are about to make. They're to illustrate what we've been talking about in a way that is fun and engaging and I mean, sometimes they're just silly, but the silly and the fun part of that is really there to give people breathing space. I think that there's a certain kind of listener that is really well acclimated uh, because of their church context or whatever to a lot of the things that we say on our shows. It's not new to them. Mm -hmm. It's just helpful reminders of things they already know and understand. And so that's just what they want. 
it's there's nothing hard for them to swallow in what we have to say it's just sort of helpful and well put or whatever Mm -hmm. but it it may have some little challenges in there to them that you know they, they think are nice and then to them the sketches just feel like this sort of out of place, non sequitur. What is this even doing here? Mm-hmm. But what that listener, that well acclimated listener, does not understand is that we have a world of listeners that find many, many, many of the things that we say on our shows to be new, incredibly challenging difficult to swallow, difficult to wrap their heads around. And we want to create space for that listener to just breathe. Let's release some tension. Let's show them, hey, you know, we've gotten intense, but we're not trying to take ourselves too seriously. We are taking what we're saying seriously, but we want to give you some space to process what you've just heard before we come back and summarize or before we get deep into an argument about it. I think it would I think it would be helpful to people to know Sound of Sanity. I mean, we just went Ben and I just went to a place where we were greeted as the bad boys of evangelicalism. Yep, surprising. Okay, and it's because of how we deal with things on this show and in other things that we do. That kind of listener who doesn't have patience for that might not think that that is a reality, but that's a reality. Even a show like The Bookening is regularly accused or maybe not even accused, just described as described as being this really intense Christian commentary dealing with the family and sex and marriage and all this stuff that's like way, uh, you know, extreme, over the top, Mm. intense, hard to handle, full of all this stuff that... People just aren't ready to... It comes out everywhere. You know, it's just like people feel punched in the face by our Christianity and by our understanding of biblical sexuality every time they tune into the bookening. Mm-hmm. And some people are very offended by and have are on record and go look at our reviews. It's being very offended by how intense we are about all that stuff on a show like the bookening, which other listeners maybe more more well acclimated to the kinds of to the messages that we have think of as being just sort of a silly light fun show and so we're trying to mediate a whole lot of tension here between a wide range of listeners Mm -hmm. and we're trying to bring people along and it is the people specifically who want us to get rid of our humor and our light touch that are demonstrating a lack of patience for people who are just coming online with these things. I and mean, there's also so, you people know, out that, there who it's, it's just not their speed. It's yeah, not it's their not their sense, their of, sense humor. of humor. So yeah, that's, that's, fair that's, enough. that's fine, by the way. I've never been, this is going to sound maybe self-defensive, but I really, I have never been offended by somebody saying, well, the skits just aren't my thing. If they're not your thing, that's fine. Not everything's going to be your thing. Yeah. I, my, yeah, Nathan I, Alberson flavor, Jake Mental flavor, Ben Solzer flavor might not be your flavor, and there's lots, there's a whole lot of people out there, and it's a free country dog on it. Yeah, and that's that's, that's where I was going to go next. It, the other part of it all is just that, you know, taste is taste, and we have a very meta snarky sense of humor, and that's just part of 
part of how we roll. Not me. I don't have a metastatic sense of humor. I was going to say, I don't um, either. Me and Ben are kind of... <laughs> we're kind of in our own We're the sincere camp. guys. Guys, yeah. did you really need to sew it on with a button? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Jake's uh, <laughs> what we do. Earth Jake. <laughs> well, to the show. Uh, but we also know that there's a, there's a certain kind of person out there that is coming online to these things and is trying to be super serious and isn't going to like our humor or just, you know, it's just like Nathan said, not their speed. That is okay. I'm not trying to accuse everybody of make, who, are, who are saying these things of being completely impatient with our listeners, but we would like you to understand that a lot of what we do is actually for our listeners. And we just made fun of uh, somebody for saying this, but you know, guess what? We're not perfect. And we're not perfect. I think it's important that we qualify everything we do and say by saying that we're <laughs> we're not perfect. Um, you know, I went, to the, I went to the store today, Jake. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I did go to the store. Thank you, Ben. I can receive that now that you've acknowledged your imperfection Man, and listener, your brokenness. Will you listen to these these imperfect guys? <laughs> it must be tough for them. And, they're, and, they're, and they're snark. <laughs> they're snark. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody asked me yesterday or a couple days ago, asked both of us actually, I mean, Jake, Somebody in our, our church small group asked, what's the purpose of Chip and Lance? What satirical point are Chip and Lance making? What? And I said, do you mean what's the purpose of the skits? And she said, no, I mean, what's the purpose of Chip and Lance? The purpose of Chip and Lance is that they're fun and we like Chip and Lance. Yeah, I mean, Chip and Lance are good. I mean, they started as just part of our conservative news talk parody called right. Rapid Fire, but Chip and Lance can are really they're elastic they can be there just to provide a little right space my mouth. Yeah, they they're can, just really elastic they can they're a fun combo that can be thrown at just about any point we want to try to make or if we just need some space to have a little bit of fun and get a couple laughs we can do that too well that's the other thing i want to say is there's a kind of person that reads a book or listens to a podcast or even watches a movie for its functional use they're hoping to get something out of it that they can use and i don't have a problem with that at all i will often read a book and it's like i'm not, i'm just gonna skim this bad boy because i just i just want to get the point and it's not well written or interesting beyond the one point that it's gonna make and so i'm just gonna get it i don't mind people using things functionally i don't mind them using our podcast functionally if they want to yeah. listen at 2.5 speed 30 plus over the skits and just get the one point that they think that is helpful that's fine now that being said our podcast isn't really designed that way. It's designed yep. to be fun and interesting and rhetorically engaging as a thing that you listen to and engage with. It's not designed just to be functional. It's also designed to be beautiful and interesting, I guess, if we're going to use aesthetic language. Like, you're supposed to enjoy the arguments. You're supposed to enjoy the banter. You're supposed to enjoy the skits. Part of the beauty of this that I yes. often is is cringe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beauty might not be the most apropos word. No, but, but, it, but beauty's it is. the wrong word. I don't know how to talk about this without using it's just like some authors write in a functional style. Yeah. Some authors use metaphors and stuff to make their point. Mm. And we're the kind of author that uses metaphors and stuff. Now you might be irritated and be like, just make the point. These kinds of metaphors aren't my speed. That's okay. Well, but you should be aware. I mean, I guess it's kind of it's kind of analogous to sitting down for a meal. You can you can just eat some protein, just eat a few hard boiled eggs or a piece of chicken without salt, and 
that's your food and you, you could do that but if if you're married and if your wife is taking care of you then when she makes a meal she's gonna like make it taste good and she'll probably set the table and it will probably look nice and stuff like that you'll enjoy the meal like the experience of like eating together and this podcast is more like let's enjoy listening to this podcast and you enjoy us talking together and you'll get some nutrition out of it we hope we want you to get nutrition but we're not we also want you to have some fun and we also want you to feel like you got that you got a friend in us well and i i I really believe in i've I've listened to so much I've, i've really i've listened to so much junk in my life because i like this sort of thing and what i mean by that is i'll listen to any talk radio in indiana it's the bob and tom show these crass comedian morning dj kind of comedian guys people may have them in other places i think they're nationally syndicated nationally syndicated yeah Hmm. obviously we've got rush limbaugh we've got and and i early in my life discovered i like listening to that stuff and it's not just because i want to get rush's point or because i want to get bob and tom's bad crass jokes it's because i like hearing people talk i like the rhythms of how they talk i like the way that they use rhetoric i find it interesting it is a way that I refresh my mind and it's not just about getting something from it. It's about, it's not just about the destination. It's about the journey. Uh-huh. I think this pod, I think it's fair to say this podcast and many of our podcasts, if you want to use them as destinations, I'm absolutely fine with that. No hard feeling. They are designed as journeys. This podcast is designed as an edifying piece of entertainment that you might be able to sit down with some of your older family members and listen to and get something out of and laugh at and enjoy and yeah also just understand you can approach us that way you can approach a lot of things that way but like ben was saying about a meal you can't approach life Mm -hmm. all of life that way in Mm -hmm. fact you can't even approach the bible that way the bible has all kinds of different ways of communicating god's truth and it if it was just a straight information dump we'd have been given a systematic theology textbook and instead We've got letters and we've got poems and we've got metaphors and histories and parables mm. and all you kinds know, of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I think there is the kind of person who doesn't like to read the Psalms because they're like, can somebody just get to the point and tell me God is good and he disciplines us and looks over us? Why, why do we have to use the shepherd language? Why does why does his staff have to, like, this is actu- actually actually so repetitive, annoying. Like, this is taking time out of my day get to the point point. and what you need to do is you need to be taught by the psalms mm-hmm. to slow down stop and smell the roses not all life is function and a lot of what we hope to do and so insofar as these podcasts particularly sound of sanity but also like our, our art podcast the booking sanity at the movies the other things is we don't just want to teach you the point we want to help you understand how we got to the point We want you to be able to actually bask in the point for a little while. We want you to feel the point. We want you to laugh at the point because these things are valuable. You don't really understand things unless you've argued through them. They don't get that deep. They don't penetrate that deep. They just bounce off the surface unless you've really wrestled with them. And part of what we really want to do is just come at these things from all kinds of different angles. We want to wrestle through it. We want to argue through it. We want to illustrate it. We want to give you some metaphors, all kinds of places and ways to hang your hat and as Nathan says bask in this and hope that what's good actually gets in there deep down as you wrestle through it with us yeah like if nobody ever remembers any points from the booketing podcast 
but they just sort of absorb the, the way that Brandon approaches a book and it just becomes part of their DNA, even just 0.0001%. That's what the, that podcast is designed to do, not for you to know the thematic of the thing. Those things are helpful. Those things are good. I enjoy those things and I think that they're profitable, but I also am in the business, I think, of forming your character through letting you spend time with the right kinds of people. And I don't know if that sounds highfalutin. I'm not saying we get it right all the time. I'm just saying, understand that that's what we're trying to do. And this is a balanced part of your diet. We're just a snack. The preaching of the word at your local church, the discipleship you receive there. Those are the main courses. Yeah. If you are treating us like a main course, you are wrong. No wonder you're feeling hungry. Nutritious and also delicious snack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Nutritious and Some delicious. Covered, uh, dark chocolate covered almonds. Not just a functional snack. Not just a tasty snack. Some raisins. It's got Some raisins. Little, <laughs> little raisins in a box. Yep. <laughs> They're so tasty. One other thing that people should understand about the skits. It might be tempting to think we're just trying to get them out there. The skits are always about us. I mean, I really do feel the narcissism of the Hemanologians. Somewhere deep down inside myself, I am that guy. I, <laughs> I'm a little psycho like Andy Jukeman. Yeah. I've been meaning to talk to you about that, actually, Nathan. <laughs> I have certainly posted things on the internet that where I don't, where I want to be masked. I don't want people to know who I am. I want to hide behind things like Desmond Dark. I mean, so even our our nuttiest. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm are... intentionally picking some of the people from the Rogues Gallery of psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> you really are a robot. I really am like a robot that fell in love. <laughs> Anyway, anything else you guys want to say, or should we cut to the skit that has nothing else, nothing to do with anything? Uh, time for the skit. All right. Ben, roll the skit. All right. You asked for it. <laughs> Is that good? Was that okay? I think it was good. Yeah, it was okay. good. Does anybody else feel a little weird just letting people know exactly what goes on behind closed doors on Sound of Sanity? Like, what really happens when the mics go off? Is that something we want to let people into? I don't feel weird, Nathan. After all, we need to be transparent with people about who we really are. Yeah, people need to know the real me. It's the entire appeal of the show. You know, Ben, you make a fair point. People need to know the real you, the real me, the real the real us. That's what it's all about. Because that's what really makes this podcast work. Yeah, you guys said it. The more people know me, I, the more people know us, and the more they'll love us. Right. I mean, there are so many things to love about us. Like how I spent a year compulsively humming Karma Chameleon. And how I use sports analogies like Mark McGuire used steroids. I pedantically correct people like pointing out that Mark McGuire used PEDs. It's technically not an anabolic steroid, Jake. And I get irrationally mad when you do that, Ben, and feel the need to inform everyone. I calculated my wardrobe this morning based on the likelihood that you would uh, make a video for Instagram or Facebook. And I calculated my wardrobe based on which pair of pants was on the pile next to my bed. (laughs) I judge Jake for caring too much and Nathan for not caring enough. I judge Marvel movies by judging how much the person I'm talking to likes them and finding that person 100% at fault. Yay, Marvel! I kind of think they're the best. I think you're the worst. But I like to wrap myself in the flag of fun and childhood. I like to think I'm exercising my critical faculties. Guys, that's too much. And it's not enough. I think Marvel movies 
lame and boring. Ben, they're fun. <laughs> well, that's why I kind of like them too, Nathan. Ben, they're stupid. Take a stand so I can disagree with it. I would, Nathan, but I'd rather judge you for caring too much and Jake for not caring enough. Speaking of caring, I think Clone Wars is the only real Star Wars. I think Walt Disney's Aladdin is for morons. Which version, you ask? Both! You guys are dorks. Hey, unrelated to that topic, I like chiptunes and fantasy metal, and I sincerely believe that the best jazz, <laughs> Lord of the Rings-inspired jazz. I'm a thin, svelte, muscular fellow, but if I lose or gain five pounds, I will be depressed and complain about it to the first person who will listen to me. Uh, chiptunes. Did I mention <laughs> I like chiptunes? Well, I have a long diatribe about how you're an idiot if you like Harry Potter less than I do. Which still isn't as long as my diatribe about how you're an idiot if you like Harry Potter more than I do. I read fantasy books that you've never heard of. Uh, Hexwood by Diana Wynne-Jones. Fifth Head of Cerberus by Gene Wolfe. The Land of Laughs by Jonathan Carroll. I have a whole folder on my phone of health and fitness apps that I never use and may have forgotten that I'm paying for. I download every single restaurant and store app to get bonus points, even if I only go there once a year. I have an app on my phone to teach me American geography because I got an F in that in high school. You know, guys, there's a reason we might not want to let people know the real us. Why is that, Ben? Well, when they know how awesome we are, might expect us to show mercy when our giant blue fire laser is finished and we're taking over the world. You really think so? I mean, most of them will be dead, right? Most of them will be dead, Ben. What does it really matter? It's just a thought. Well, I guess not everyone will be dead. Yeah, you make it for a point, Jake. I mean, there's going to be the slave cast. Us? Yeah, us. Slaves and us. Hey, I love you guys. I love you guys, too. Me three. Note to self. Don't murder Ben and Jake until after the construction of the giant blue fire laser. Note to self, refrain from throwing up when you see Nathan's face. (laughs) Note to self, buy more Lord of the Rings jazz. Sound of Sanity, produced by me, executive produced by Jake and me, associate produced by Ben, performed by all of us. Go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. You can listen to some great sanity bites and other pieces of awesome behind the paywall content, extra skits, the He-Manologians go to Japan, all kinds of stuff available for a low, low price at patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. Until next time, folks. Stay sane.